Welcome back to episode 86 of the Weekly Wrap. I'm joined by one of the founding fathers, Liam. Uh, welcome back, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I knew you'd be excited after the World Cup. Yeah, you were no good last week, but you're back here again uh, this week. How did you find the ODI World Cup? We've already all heard about it, but I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, it was a, a good good tactical game from um, especially Pat Cummins. You know, winning the toss and bowling in a final is not usually the Australian way, but yeah, it's um, put a lot of uh, sort of haters out there on Cummins and put them to rest sort of thing. So it was, um, yeah, it was really good to see him take a big risk and it paid off. And, well, uh, another man got another championship ring as well, and that was Cody. You got married, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Good to be back. How was the whole day? Nervous? How were um, you? No, nah, it wasn't too bad. Bit of uh, ice in the veins when you're up there, mate. Just <laughs> got to clutch it up. But, um, no, it was good. Days quick. So, yeah, I'll give you some advice. Come come your wedding day at the start of next year. So, just yeah. um, I'll just hand it out. Just yeah. embrace it because the day goes pretty quick, to be honest. Like, I just remember I was – talking to a few people about it afterwards and whatnot. And sort of the lead up to it, like Friday I was out sort of setting up and whatnot. And then Saturday morning goes pretty slow because as, as a bloke, you sort of get dressed 10 minutes before you need to leave yeah. and yep. all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you're out there and then, yeah, just time time goes by. And then next minute it's Sunday morning and you just think, fuck, where'd, where'd the day go? But no, it's good. It's a good day. So it's good to be um yeah over and done with it's in the past now and nothing really changes so just your missus last name and your bank account's a little bit less so that's probably about it <laughs> uh fair enough mate uh, i have been asking you for advice not just about the weddings though but about the nfl and you gave me an absolute stonker the other day with the cowboys defense yeah that was good that was good by me wasn't six. it it was good by you is that good value uh gee, the rest of the multi didn't buddy get up but only you only shot one leg though yeah and I was. it wasn't by much and one finger and um, well, that's true what do you get for being short one leg absolutely dunking down oh, there you right? go. Oh, that's yeah, uh, less money in my account as yeah. well. <laughs> but that's about it. It would have, been, would have been not a bad bet if it got up there. Oh, yeah. It would have been unbelievable. How have your Steelers gone? They beat my Bengals today. Have yeah, you been watching much of the NFL? Obviously, you've been a busy man, literally. Um, I haven't really been. I haven't watched many games, to be honest, but I've, I've been checking the scores. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a funny season. Like, it's still sort of a little bit open. As, uh, what are we, 12 rounds in, I think? Is it round 12, I think? Yeah, you keep talking while I'm uh, like getting that. it up. We should have this. But, um, yeah, we should. But anyways, yeah, I think we're about 12 in. So I think the teams that you expected to be going good are probably are going good, minus the Bengals. I bet obviously Joe Burrow's out for the year, so they're sort of done. But, yeah, it's sort of them mediocre teams that are sort of sitting about. You don't know whether they're going to make playoffs or they're just going to miss out or what's going to happen. So we're getting sort of to the pointy end. But, yeah, as – Every year's NFL injuries play a massive part. So there's already been obviously Joe Burrow's out and Daniel Jones done his ACL and Kirk yeah, Cousins. Kirk Cousins is done and obviously Aaron Rodgers round one he was done. So yeah, yeah. If you have a major injury to one of your best players, you might as well just write the season off. Exactly. Yeah, I reckon you're bang on there. I'm not sure if you've seen today, and I'm probably gonna probably this question could be asked to nearly both of you as well. Who is probably a bit more stiffer in terms of the quarterback role and what they've got around them? You've got Justin Herbert, who, again, they just lost to the Baltimore Ravens about 20 minutes ago. Uh, so they can't win the close games at fields, and it comes down to is struggling with the offensive players that are coming towards him. And then you've also got Josh Allen as well, who they had every chance to win that today, and the Eagles somehow slipped away again and got the W. 
my my biggest thing with both Josh Allen and Justin Herbert is, as I was saying off air before, both their coaches, like their head coaches, are both defensive head coaches. So it's hard for a quarterback to sort of thrive when their head coach is a defensive coach, like they're defensive minded. So they don't have the. It's hard to say they don't have the. Obviously, they don't have the offensive mind to sort of think of you know plays and. Do they have the right stuff, cattle on offense like as well? Though? Oh yeah, um, the Chargers do. I know Mike Williams is out. He done his ACL. I think it might have been about four or five rounds ago. But they still got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Quinton Williams is a good um, young wide receiver they drafted last year. They got a good offensive line. Obviously, they got Justin Herbert and the center. So they do have the offensive um, weapons. I think it's just their coach is defensive minded. And as I said too, like he Brandon Staley will get fired at the end of the year. I've got no doubt. He's a defensive minded head coach, as I said, but they I think they're ranked like twenty eighth in defense or something. So he can't even get his side of the ball right. <laughs> so it makes it it makes it hard for a quarterback like um Justin Herbert, who's their defense is obviously stinking when their their defense can't provide stops. They're just getting scored on for fun, and then he's got to go out and just be like, "Fuck, I'm going to make something happen here." When you know it's sort of yeah, it's hard. And same as jo- um, Josh Allen too. Um, their coach, I'm Sean McDermott is his name. Um, yeah, he's a defensive coach too. So it's sort of it's hard with these young quarterbacks when yeah, their coaches are defensive minded, and yeah, it's hard if they don't have a good offensive coordinator or quarterback coach or whatever in their corner calling the plays, taking that offensive side from the head coach where I'm not sure if both of their head coaches just leave the offensive side to their offensive coordinators or not. But, yeah, I can't see Brandon Staley being there next year. But in saying that, um, there was some talk about Bill Belichick going, if he gets fired from the Patriots or leaves the Patriots, he's going to go to the Chargers. But I don't think that's the right move either. I think that Bill, was on the other weekly round that, that was spoken about. Bill Belichick's a defensive-minded head coach too. So you're just pretty much replacing Brandon Staley with Bill Belichick, who's probably a better version of Brandon Staley, obviously, but he's still got that defensive mind to him. You look at the Patriots this year, uh, Mac Jones can't. Their offensive is just stale as. If you, which, so, if you were... Either one of the two. Which teams would you rather be the quarterback for? Obviously, the Chargers now are four and seven. They're not going to make the playoffs. You wouldn't think from where they are now. Um, and then you've also got the Bills. Just give me a second. I had it up. Well, anyway, they're they're right in the mix. They're f- they're six and six. So they're a lot more in the mix and a chance at the playoffs. But it's probably not just for this year as well. What team would you rather play for, and why? I'd rather play for the Chargers to be honest. Like as I said, they've got. Once, if they're all healthy, better weather too. <laughs> better weather too, yeah, definitely. But if they're all healthy, healthy like Keenan Allen, um, Mike Williams, um, Quinton Johnson, I think, um, and then you got Austin Eckler, and then offensive line is really good. It's just, as I said, they're just missing that. I don't know. They did get um, the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, but um, he came in this year, and I thought when I seen him come in, I thought, yeah, this is going to be it. Justin Herbert's going to just take that next step and just go up and just elevate his game into being, you know, that top five sort of esque. And he's got the talent to do it, but it's just something's just, I don't know, something's just missing with him. Your eagle's flying today as well. Jalen Hurts just clutch when it matters. <laughs> mm, very good. Yeah, yeah. I'd, like, I don't obviously watch NFL as much as you guys, but always checking on the eagles. Yeah, they're obviously, they'd be right up the top, I would assume. Yeah, they're they still are 10 and 1. 10 and 1. So, yeah, 
I don't know, just a, a team that I picked when Sav Rocker went there and now it's starting to pay off finally. The future bets are looking pretty good. <laughs> future bets are looking all right. But in the in the NFL here and you guys talk about it, is it one of those is it one of those sports that's you know how Aussie rules went through the transition of sort of defense wins your finals sort of thing? Is is it similar in the NFL? Are they much more defensively minded now or is it No, it's probably more offensive minded, like the rules that have, that have the rules are in the quarterback's favour. So 100%. it's like, sort of like when the push in the back rule came in for the AFL, you've got like roughing the passer, roughing the passer that yeah. comes in okay. for them. So then you'll get what is essentially yeah, a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. And then there's, and it's, yeah, it's a lot more advantageous and they get looked after. If the quarterback's running and they go for a takeoff and they go to slide, no one can, ta- no one can rough the passer up from there as well. Yeah. So like the top three teams who are like Philly, the Chiefs, and um, the 49ers, I think, are still yep. thereabouts. Are they, you'd you say they're the best offensive teams yeah, probably. In, in the comp? Yeah, we'll, yeah definitely. I think Jalen Hurts has got an unbelievable lineup around him, which yeah. definitely does help. <laughs> AJ Brown's a great wide receiver. Swift is a good running back, not a rushing back. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got the, the keys to win it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. The Chiefs won today again. They beat the Raiders. They're just ticking along, and it's one of those things you're like, oh, yeah, Chiefs won, but you sort of just go, oh, we'll just worry about them when the finals come around. Yeah, see, I'm I'm a little bit worried about the Chiefs. Not not this year, but I think in the next few years coming up, their wide receiving core this year is absolute garbage compared to <laughs> what last year it was. They didn't really have any stars last year, but obviously Andy Reid's just a freak, and obviously Patrick Mahomes is a freak too. But coming up, like Travis Kelsey's getting sneaky old. Um, I think their offensive sneaky lines. Sneaky old, I love that term. He is, I think he's, yeah, I think he's everybody probably, ages the exact same, but you probably, get sneaky old. <laughs> probably like thirty. I think he's about thirty-two, thirty-three. So he's getting on a little bit. Probably at that time where, you know, obviously it's a little bit harder to recover and you get them. Yeah, he's just the sexiest man on the planet. He, or he's something. a good-looking rooster, though. So, but yeah, I think Chase will Chase will sort it out. They always do, and then 49ers obviously just as stacked everywhere. So who's going to win it? Well, who, who's your, who's I was just going to go through, and Cody can answer this, and if you want to chime in, Thorny, go for it. I'm just going to get a yes or a no, can they win the Super Bowl? Miami Dolphins. Um, yes. Buffalo Bills? No. Chiefs? I'm going to say no. Ravens? Yes. Jaguars? Yeah, on their day they can, I think. Eagles? Yep. 49ers? Yep. Lions? No. And the Falcons? No. So they're all the leading teams for their respective divisions at this point in the season, and we'll check in on that from there. But who is your favourite, like Liam said? Um, I do like the 49ers. I don't think they've got – If I see that gift from Hicksie one more time, I'll spew up. <laughs> bang, bang. Bang, bang. bang. <laughs> 49 again. Oh, it's cringe. I do, I do like the 49ers, and I do like the Ravens too. I think the Ravens are going very underrated, and Lamar's would be my MVP at the moment, I think. I reckon we're going to see a Chiefs-Eagles again. Eagles will win it. Eagles will win it? Oh, yeah. That's already uh, been written in there. Bradley Cooper gets more of a mention than half the players (laughs) on the field today (laughs) after watching them. All right, we'll go to our first break, um, and I'm going to break down summer of cricket's not too far away. We might just have a little bit of your thoughts on who should be in the side. Time to look at the summer of cricket that's coming up, and that's why I've got our main man, Liam, in. Uh, it's been huge. We just spoke about the ODI World Cup finishing up, and just feels like there's T20s that are on 
this weekend, I think that there is. Is yeah, that the, correct? There was one They've, played two. They've played a couple and we've been beating them both. We, got we don't night. care, though, because <laughs> we got the World Cup. Yeah. Win when it matters. Yeah, that's right. India yeah. won the moral World Cup, though. Two? That's what matters. Oh, God. <laughs> but I thought I'd get you two boys to name your starting 11 for the first test. And I yep. believe, I'm not sure when that is, uh, if anyone does have that available. It is uh, the uh, start of December, 10th of December, I think it is, um, against Pakistan. Let's list them off. Let's see how well you can remember them. 14th of December, sorry. Yeah. 14th of December. Go on. Perth. All right. You want to start? Obviously, number on? one. Warner at one? Yeah. Uh, well, has to be. It was probably his last series in Australia. I think he's already said that he's retired. Yeah, so retired his last Sydney. series. Um, yeah. um, we might have a little sneaky go at who do you reckon will we'll cover that spot after yeah, we, this. Yeah, we can do that. So we'll uh, Uzi will obviously open with him after his record in the last couple of years. He's been dynamite in the top order, so he definitely gets a, a walk-in start. I agree. And then Marnus at three. Yep, Marnus will definitely be at three. Any he's, question marks over that one? Uh, he's. I was just about to say he needs to perform. He needs, to, and not just at the back end against the West Indies. Anybody in our top sort of thirty batsmen could make <laughs> runs. That's not even a joke, though. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably it's right. true. Like you are right. Anybody who's playing who's playing in the top four for their respective states could make runs against the West Indies. So Pakistan have got two or three real good quicks up top, a couple of good spinners. So. Marnus needs to make some runs, and so does the bloke coming in at four, Steve Smith. Yeah. He needs some runs, and he needs them bad. Is he – could this be his last oh, I reckon summer? it could. I reckon it honestly could. If he doesn't pump on a heap of runs against the, this mob, these two teams, I reckon this could almost be the end of Smudge. Yeah. Well, and I don't be. know if he goes out on his own sort of terms in a way. Like he sort of said that he doesn't want to go on forever. Yeah. But I reckon it might even get to the point where they're just like, let's just get someone else in. But yeah. So it could be a complete flip of the, the structure up the top. If Warner goes, Marnus doesn't play up to his potential. This is all hypothetically, yep, of course. Yep. And then Smudge could be gone as well. Well, in the next two years, you're definitely going to have, I think, four new bats or three new bats within that top order. You know, yep. two new openers and then probably new sm- era, really. I can Head will probably move up to four, I reckon. Then you'll probably have a new number five. Head will bat wherever he wants to. Yeah. I reckon he, he, he could even open, but. Uh, yeah, you're right. He'll, he'll go anywhere in that top four. Mr. Fix-It sort of. A hundred percent. Yeah, he's just a bit of a got a bit of that Michael Bevan sort of swagger yeah. about him. You just like Bevan, you know, always batted at six sort of thing, but Head's got that same sort of feel that, you know, he's gonna he's got a game plan worked out to, to go out there and he and he executes pretty well. So um I guess going with that, who's who's in a five? Head. Yeah, yeah, so it's Smith at four, head at five. Yeah. So yeah. I guess um, that goes without saying. He's been un- unreal the last two, two and a half years sort of thing. Yeah. So he definitely gets a walk-up start. In at six um, was probably where the question marks were going to be raised on who's going to play at six. And yeah. I think we've both gone with Marsh. Yeah, I've gone with Marsh, yeah. Look, both outstanding fieldsmen at that backward point gully. Yeah. So you can't really separate them there. Bowling-wise, Green's a bit quicker, you know, but Marsh is no schmuck with the ball either. No. And then with the stick, you know, very similar, tall, six foot five. Right hand hit hard boundary sort of thing. Come in and, and try and take the game away. But oh, look, Cameron Green's got a long time. Yeah, he's got another 10, 12, 13 years at the <clears> top sort of thing. Marsh has probably got he he's he's going to be sort of in like AFL terms. He's going to be getting one year contracts for yeah. a while on that test side. So if he's going to come in against Pakistan. He's going to have to make runs, and he's going to have to make them 
pretty quick in the first two tests, I would think, if he does get in. Yeah. Um, and if he doesn't, then I think it'll be a pretty quick change back to Cameron Green straight back into the side. Yeah, it's not like they're struggling at that number seven, no six, sorry, with the all-rounder. Like you got two pretty good ones to pick from. It's just yeah. a matter of probably flip of a coin who's – yeah, probably hitting the ball a bit better in the nets and who's... Yeah, literally. And then, like, you know, if you go to the subcontinent, then, you know, Maxwell probably gets a look in over there. But even I've got a, a little sneaky one that I think could play, um, they might gift him a couple of games, but I hope he I hope he gets gets a couple of games, is Michael Nisa. Yeah, I hope he gets He has something. been absolutely knocking the door off its hinges so far <laughs> in the Sheffield shoot. He's made a couple of hundreds. He was making runs for fun too over in, over in England. Yeah, he made heaps of centuries yeah. over in England. So... Um, definitely a bloke I, I would like to see um, get a start. Where, um, where does he bat at? He bat at six, I reckon. He could, he could easily bat at six. He could bat at six. So potentially him or, at six and then head you opening. Could, you could even have him at eight as if he's going to come in for a bowler. Like if he comes in and gets picked as a bowler and you have him at eight, that is a deep batting lineup, like real deep. Sort he was, of thing. I think he was batting at like three when he was playing county cricket. Yeah. And then taking the new rock. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's batted it even at like four and five for Queensland yeah. this year as well. Yeah. So like the bloke's actually a gun bat. So the boy can play. The boy can play. <laughs> um, keeper. I think it's Carey. pretty unanimous. Yeah, yeah I think Carey will, will be in that. And then, yeah, you you get into your bowlers who I don't think really need to run through yeah. who that's going to be. Probably just the same ones that have been for the, the last staples, yeah. seven or eight years sort of Coming stark so. line, Hazelwood, I think. Yep, the New South Wales quartet. Um, there was question marks over Stark last summer. I know that much, and that's <laughs> dating a while back. But is he any part questionable in terms of that, or is it just purely as well that we don't have anyone to replace him as well? I think we've got people to replace him, but I think it'll probably be one of those things that it might even be his last home yeah. series because, like you said, he's, there's question marks. There's probably a few health concerns with his with his body and things like that. I find big thing with Stark like Stark doesn't play IPL. And doesn't play any like T20 tournaments around the world because he solely wants to play for Australia. Yep. Yeah. So he looks after his body in that regard. Mm. And 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 I think that they probably know that. So I think he probably gets like a little bit of a sort of that Warner treatment that he'll be able to sort of decide when he's yeah. done. And yep. I don't think he's that kind of bloke who will want to go on for the next. You know, he won't want to be like I'm going back to England to play over the, in that Ashes again, like in four years' time. I don't think he'll have that on his horizons. There is some good good young bowlers. I think Joe Richardson will play a fair bit of cricket for Australia. If he if he gets, gets his shit, shoulder right, he'll be he'll be straight in. Um, even that is this bloke from South Australia, that Nathan McAndrew. Yeah, he's taking the he's taking the piss in the, the door Sheffield down Jewish as well. Year. He's absolutely taking the mick, and he and he can bat too. Yeah, but I think um, I think with when Warner goes, the opening spot is pretty clear cut who it has to go to in my eyes, and it has to be Cameron Bancroft. Yeah, you reckon? Oh, my God. The bloke makes runs for fun year in, year out in Sheffield Shield. Yeah, he got done a few years ago in South South Africa, but that bloke make, has made that many centuries in the last few years. It's a joke. He's Blacklisted? The, I, I don't know if you can when he's no, making – No, but has he been, do you think? Oh, potentially. Like, he's definitely not getting a gig because you've got Uzi and Warner still going pretty well. The next best after him is Renshaw, who is not the worst pick of all time, but if you have a look at their records next to each other, it's chalk and cheese. Like Bancroft averages, like I'd be pulling this out of the air, but he'd be averaging 80 over the last couple of seasons, whereas Renshaw is healthy average at probably about 50. But Bancroft is just, he's probably one of the best fielders in the world too. He's absolute electric in the field. So I think 
I think Australia would be stupid not to pick Bancroft. I don't I don't love him as a as a you know, like personally think he's a great bloke or anything like that. I just think he's a great cricketer and he needs to come into the side because he's also that very tough opening yeah. batsman. He doesn't take a backward step. He's very driven. Um, can stay out there for a stays very long time. Stays bat, loves batting time and scoring as well. Like he's not just a, a sort of a 45 strike rate. You know, he gets up around the high 70s sort of thing. So he's never just getting bogged down. So I think Cameron Bancroft is definitely one to look look towards. Is is there anybody else you would think that would um, maybe get a berth? Or, um, uh, uh, there's some young blokes Bryce Street from Queensland and Teague Wiley, I think, from WA as well. But I think they're only, I think they're like maybe 22, 23. So they're still fairly young compared to. Will Pukowski as well. I was just about to say, Pukowski could probably take that, but he hasn't really made many runs since he's come back to the Shield. So I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if they park Pukowski for a season or two and just say, get your confidence back, get some runs on the board, you know. Yeah. Like he's still obviously in our plans long term. Just take your time, come back, get your confidence back, and and you'll be right. So just yeah. like looking at the prime minister's eleven squad that they've picked for the, you know, oh, yeah. the, the, so that's the, basically Australia. A. Australia. A. <laughs> Does the prime minister actually pick that side? I don't think, I don't so. think so. I <laughs> yeah, think sure Johnny enough. Howard used to have a go at it. Yeah, because he, he loved the cricket, and I think it might have stopped with him. I'm pretty sure. McSweeney is the captain. He's from South Australia. Good bat. Then you've got Bancroft as well. So, yeah, he's in there. Cameron Green is in the 11. Marcus Harris, who I don't – he's probably had his chance. Yeah, I don't think Harris is – And he's been making – yeah. I think he made 100 the other week. He made a, a decent 100. But he doesn't peel them off sort of like Bancroft and, and Renshaw and that too. Nathan McAndrew, who we spoke about before, is very, very good um, – sort of bowling all around it. Todd Murphy's in there. We, we know about Todd Murphy. Michael Neese is in there. Jimmy Pearson, the keeper from uh, Queensland, who I always actually thought was going to be the next keeper yeah. um, before Carey because he's much more of a test cricketer than what Carey was, but Carey's definitely reinvented himself. Uh, Matthew Renshaw's in there. Mark Steckerty, who's been thereabouts for, for a fair while too. Yeah. He's probably that second tier below Nisa and Boland and that as a, as a bowler, but still extremely good. And uh, Bo Webster's actually I was just gonna found say, his way in. Bo Webster's been making runs for fun this year. And he can bowl. But yeah. He's a bit of a Colin Funky Miller. He's the old bowls, off he, bowls some offies, bowls right. some mediums. Bit of meds and some right arm nude nuts. He's, he's averaging 97 in the shield this year. Damn. Yeah, and he hits them a long way. And he, and and he can hit a ball. He's a gun fielder too. Yeah. He's, it's, it's he one boy, of those he's like things, 202 centimetres. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's athletic. He's 6'8 or something like yeah. that. He's ridiculously big. But um, – there's definitely a lot to a lot riding on these on this summer of cricket. I reckon for for the next probably sort of um, medium long term for a lot of players who are in that next echelon that haven't been able to sort of get a gig. This is the summer that you want to make some runs, and if you get your chance, you got to take it. Yeah, because if you don't, sort of like Marcus Harris, he got bled in and just couldn't sort of find it. I think Bancroft actually was pretty good when he got his run, yeah. but then obviously the the saga happened. <laughs> um, so it's just. You got to get in, and you you got to make inroads quick. Um, look, I I think we beat Pakistan pretty easy over here, and West Indies is like I said, you know, we could play Victoria or New South Wales yeah. against West Indies. And the thing and that, those guys the thing that anno- has annoyed me is what I was saying off air before. Like we play Pakistan in three test series, yep. but why I don't get why we play teams in two test series. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Like, Add another test in, yeah, or play the other team five times. Yeah, that's right. Well, I just reckon play pa- play Pakistan in a five test series yeah. and then have five one days against West Indies. Yeah, like 
The thing is with West Indies is their cricket's gone backwards so far. They didn't make the World Cup. So the Netherlands beat them into the World Cup. Afghanistan, yeah. Bangladesh all beat West Indies into the World Cup, which is the first time it's ever happened. So, like, you know, back when, like, Mild Man and stuff was growing up with cricket, West Indies were the team. Yeah. Like, they were the big powerhouse yeah. for about 20, 25 years. Yeah. And now it's just all gone out the window. They just want to play short form. Obviously, because yeah. their test cricketers don't get paid enough. Yeah. Um, there's not enough money and, and currency over there for that. So it's just – it is – it's rubbish to sort of watch as well. Like we saw it last year. We just the only thing that we wanted to watch was Chanderpaul's son. Yeah, like that was it. From a from a Australian you know uh, cricket observer and things like that, I couldn't care less about the West Indies nah. test matches. We know we're going to flog them, yeah. especially in Australia. They're not going to know how to bat on our pitches or bowl on it for that matter. Yeah. So I just think it's it's just a bit of a rubbish sort of thing. You know, I'd rather play Afghanistan. Yeah, we'll I honestly do, yeah. would in a two test do, yeah. like a two test series against like an Afghanistan or even a Bangladesh is much more exciting to watch than than the West Indies. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. That's all from me, mate. I've I've had enough. It's a, it's enormous. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I am going to change things up, and I'm going to give the votes and the, Ooh, the fraud awards like now it. as well for MVP and fraud. Uh, we'll go to a break, get into a little bit of NBA, and then finish off with that enormous quiz. But the MVP, which we always start with, uh, number one, I'm going to go with the Philly Eagles. Just found another way to do it. Ten and one is a fantastic record, so it's great to see. Uh, two votes I'm going to give to Arsenal. Going back to the top of the table of the EPL, I thought they were done and dusted, but they've had a really good month of late. And three votes goes to Max Verstappen for the efforts of what he's done. I'm not a big F1 fan, but um, Bronson sent through a lot of his sort of stats today, and it was mind-boggling some of the stuff that Did he's he won done. won like 14 in a row or something? Uh, 10 like in a row. 10 in a row, yeah. 10, 10 in a row, 19 row, yeah. for the year. Yeah. yeah, so he was fantastic. Well done to him. We don't have to speak about the F1 for a little bit, which is good. He's got his three votes for the year and he's done. Fraud award now. Number one, and this can probably, this conversation can really dive into the NBA as we go along with this. Number one for me is the Chicago Bulls and it's basically their administration as well. What is going on there? They're just in absolute no man's land. The speaking of DeMar DeRozan, Vukovic, and Zach Levine leaving has been going on for about 18 months. They're just in a stall with nothing to really gain. They're losing games. Levine will go and drop 50, then he'll have 13 points. I reckon Levine's been on the trade table for like five years. Yeah, he has. And I think Levine's actually been, like I know we spoke about him the other week and we, we gave him a bit of a bake, but I actually think he's been better than DeRozan. He has, like, he has. And that's and that's a big indictment on DeRozan as well because Levine has been streaky as all hell. But DeRozan's good games at the moment are like 22 points, five assists, five boards. And, you know, that was probably okay. He's not a number two anymore. He's just not. No, he's just he's just not there anymore. I, I don't think he's to there. To be fair, he was, the, he was the number one. He was an MVP candidate yeah, like two years ago. He was. He was had those streaks of 40-odd point games and was dominating, but... Yeah, it's uh, like I said, Chicago. Like I said the other week, Chicago watchability very hard. Do you reckon they're just asking too much for them on the trade table? Yeah, they probably are, and they probably just need to take what they can get at uh, the moment. They're probably just thinking like DeRozan <clears throat> two years ago. They want yeah, or DeRozan yeah. coming yeah. from the Raptors or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like oh yeah, we get another lot of time yeah. out of him. But do you know what the issue probably is as well? Contenders probably don't need them at, no. at this stage. 
Uh, there's so many players that are very similar to that. We've seen it with Clay Thompson. He's had a poor year, which is a fantastic segue because the Golden State Warriors are my number two. Yep. They are eight and nine, tenth in the West at the moment. Spoke about it in the inbox and really wanted to have uh, a little bit of a conversation around the fact that the Warriors are playing a little bit like we're champions, we'll just sort of get there. And obviously they won a championship two years ago. There's there's no doubt that they have the championship caliber there. But I don't know, is father time catching up with the players that they've got in their team? Draymond's been getting ejected heaps. Chris Paul got ejected the other day by Scott Forster and he was blowing up about it. They've had a bit of history Scotty, there. Yes, good old Scotty. They've had a bit of history there, which is which is fair enough from that point of view. But when you start seeing it happen fairly often with ejections and just little trivial shit that I think that they're worrying about in their game and they're not getting the job done on the court. Clay Thompson's had a really, really poor year. I think he's only hit 20 points twice so far to start the season. Just too Steph reliant, I think. Yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, it's hard Fair not enough. to he's, be Steph extended. Yeah, yeah it's Steph centered. One of the sort best of players yeah. of all time. Of all so. time, yeah. <laughs> Do you think they've left it a year or two too late, though? Obviously, they got rid of Jordan Poole. People were saying, well, he was the bad news in the room. Had to get him out. Yeah, we're not seeing much now, or is it just the fact that they're just slowly getting out of that dynasty phase? Yeah, they're probably they're they're at the end of their run, sort of thing. I think that I think their championship window is closed. I'm just going to take that right now. There's no way they win the chip this year. They're not they're not going to beat the Nuggets. Oh, geez, I hope that happens. But it, I, no, I, I, I'm telling I you, there's do no chance I, they beat the Nuggets, and there's no chance they'll quit this. They yeah. they won't. But they, even the Suns, at the they moment, won't beat yeah. the Suns. Even if they make it all the way through, who I think you know uh, the teams in the East, like who will probably be there, you know the Bucks and the and the Boston Celtics, and th- there's no chance they're beating it. It's probably you know, one, I just think it's uh, two years ago was their was their last chance, and they did it. And I just think they're done there. It's probably one of those things where it's like on every night, you know what Steph's going to give you. He's probably going to give you thirty. They're probably looking around going, "Fuck, where's where's our next twenty coming from?" Or yeah, where's our know, other seventy where, points yeah, in a game going to yeah, come from? Yeah, and, and it's like we, Dario Saric and that have been actually playing all right. You know, some of these lesser likes, but it's your Clay Thompsons and your Draymonds and your Chris Pauls who are just kind of like. And Wiggins, you're yeah. like, you know, what are we actually getting from these guys? I, think, I actually think um, Chris Paul hasn't been playing too bad. No, I think Chris Paul has been <clears throat> has been definitely serviceable, but I just, it's not their issue though. Like he's going to help you coming off the bench, but you're right, it's that second or third player. Like Kevon Looney's never going to be no, anything like Kaminga. Kaminga needs to do something. Yeah, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's crap. And like they would have got Chris Paul knowing that he's not going to give you 25 a night. Yeah. And he's doing exactly what they probably got him to do. But it's right. just all the other ones around him are doing fuck all. And you're seeing Sweet. some blokes come off the bench for them and you're literally going, who? Yeah. Who is this bloke? He's Jeez, cut- who gets the three votes? I'm bloody intrigued now. Yeah. Like we've baked a couple of teams. Well, in. the three votes goes to Chelsea, funnily I was, enough. I was, I was actually <laughs> going to say, if you didn't give him three, I was just going to cut off whoever your three was and just give him to Chelsea straight out. As much as I tell you that I hate him, I've been I'm bullish on the rebuild of the team they had around and I've spoken about it on the socials and yeah. a few other things as well. Well, they've had a bit of a break now. Half of your players are that shit. They're not playing for the international team anyway, so they would have had a break. You get done 4-1 by Newcastle. Reese James is finally back in the side. Red card. He, he's going to miss the next game. I haven't even got a chance to watch the highlights yet, but I had enough to scoff and laugh at when I was eating my Cheerios this morning, that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't even, like, I looked on the app this morning and seen 4-1, and I honestly didn't even click on it to see what the starting lineup was, what happened, who scored. So I just looked at 4-1 and I was like, I'm not. What did Newcastle look? They're good. They're good, and they've got other avenues to go now. I think we spoke about it on the From the Spot podcast, the fact that they're playing Champions League this season. Yeah. It's probably going to make it a little bit harder because last year they were just Premier League didn't have to worry about anything else really. So that obviously adds a little bit of a burden to their side. But, yeah, they're going okay at this yep. stage. I think they're yep. sixth or seventh. 
who scored our goal? Uh, As I said, I didn't even look. <laughs> I'll have a look for you in a minute. But like Good I said, support. Arsenal going well. I'll, Make sure I'll you I'll listen to the From the Spot podcast. They have a deep dive into what's happened in a bit of a review and then, of course, predictions the next week, which is going okay. But, yeah, Newcastle had their four scorers. Bunda Sterling scored for you again today. Bunda. He's actually been good this year. Yeah, big Kago, big T-Rex arms when he runs. <laughs> he does have a big, big Bunda. Big Kago. <laughs> big Kago. El Kagos. Like, as you said, like the team, I'm just looking at the team now, Like that's a young team. Yeah, Thiago Silva's really your only veteran in the side, and he's never been around for that long to create Silva a big culture. Sterling, and then that's probably about it. See, who <clears throat> spent all that money on Moses Casado, and he's starting on the bench. <gasps> starting on the bench, so we'll get there. We will get there. Um, there is one last thing I want to do on the NBA before we go to a break before our quiz, and it, it is basically three teams to watch in the NBA and why at the moment. Number three for me is the Orlando Magic. They are second in the East. What the hell? They are, they're playing good ball. They've actually got a lot of depth in their side, I've noticed as well. They've got a lot of blokes they can do a little bit here and there. Even our man Joe Ingles had a huge game the other day, so that's good to see. Two, I've got the Timberwolves. They're top of the West at the moment, 11-4, and four, which really surprised me. I said put a stick of gel ignite under the stadium last <laughs> year and just blow it up because I hated <laughs> that side. But Anthony Edwards is really becoming a star of the league. He wasn't. Yeah, I think he was always teetering around that and obviously former number one pick. But I he reckon, was only number one pick maybe four years ago. Yeah. It's probably his prime, not prime in his absolute prime now, but he's, he's, starting he's, to get he's on the upward on. trend now. And it just makes me wonder whether or not uh, with Kat and his real girly voice and Rudy Gobert who invented <laughs> COVID, whether or not they can actually, you know, gel and keep that consistency when the Drekken playoffs come around. Do you reckon they'll um, get rid of one of them, Kat or... Uh, not while they're winning. No, nah, not while they're winning now. I think if they had a started this year, Paul, they would have. Yeah. But for now, it's like, why ruin a good thing yep, um, at this stage? But it'd be funny. I reckon they'll, they'll start to simmer yeah. off a little if bit they as, were six, as the season yeah. goes. If they were six and nine or something like that, I'd definitely, there'd be, there'd be blow up talks for sure. Yeah. And geez, you're number one. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you why. They, Nick, the it's LA, <laughs> it's the LA Clippers because they, they absolutely torched the Mavs yesterday, and I know it was just one of those typical league pass games. Mm. But give them another 15 or 20 games. They'll start to gel. Westbrook's off the bench now. Terrence Mann, who I absolutely think stinks, he had a really good game the other day, and he's starting to fit the two role well. So they're all just playing their role more than what they ever have, and Paul George is actually lighting it up as well. He's really good to watch. Yeah, I think uh, Paul George and Kawhi just the two, probably two of the best two-way players we've probably in their in their prime, two of the best two way players we've probably ever seen, um, stats wise and everything. Like, you know, some people are really good um, defenders, and they probably don't get the stats for it. But these two guys are really good uh, defenders, and they get the steals and they stuff the stat sheet with their defensive work. So, um, yeah, it's it's easy to see why why you've gone with them. Look, you I know, know that. Yeah, I know they're seven and eight at the moment, and it, and I'm I've just clipped the Warriors for having the same sort of win loss record. But it's different though. It is different though, and they're going to take a little bit of time to gel. I actually don't mind Zubak as well. Yeah, at the center, like I think he's a lot more serviceable. He's never going to be like your top three. He's honest. He's yeah. an honest center. Week yeah. in uh, game in game out, he's huh. been even the last three or four years for them. He's been that pivotal center role, and he's just been an honest center the whole way through. I got him in my fantasy team, and he just, like, shows up every single game. Yeah. yeah. He gets and you 35-40. They, br- they brought in Mason Plumley because they weren't sure if he was going to 
you know, maybe it was for a bit of competition, but I reckon, yeah, he's obviously definitely now the starting centre. And, he's, yeah, he's not a top three centre in the league and he never will be. But like you said, he's honest. He's always just going to get out um, rebounds and do a lot of other things. As well. And the thing is they don't need him to be a top three centre. Like you don't – if they – if you say, like, you know, you bring a, a Giannis into the Clippers side as it is now sort of thing. It's just so, he, he brings size. You know, he brings what you need sort of thing. You don't need him to touch the ball a lot. You just no. need him there to clean glass and to alter yeah. shots, and that's look at, it. Look at who they got in, as you said, like Paul George, Kawhi, Harden now, Westbrook. You just need to say to him, well, I don't, I don't care if you don't score. I don't need <laughs> yeah, that's to. That's what I'm saying. Just be a big boy in the paint. Just pull down 15 yeah. boards, get a couple blocks, happy days. Yeah. Take they, say, nil. they say the best – uh, play on defense is the last play, and that's getting the fucking rebound that's and right. making sure the other team don't get 100%. it. So he, yeah, he's been super this year, and it'll be interesting to see whether that three will be still around next week. So, with the Knicks your fourth team? Yeah, oh, 100% the Knicks were just above okay. the Pistons and the Raptors. Because, <laughs> oh boy, if we went there, the, view, the viewership would just be dropping quick. But all right, we'll go to a break, and then Thorny's got an immediate quiz for us. I'm very keen for this. Should be. All right, let's get into it. Quiz. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, Name's your buzzer. Yep. Every point is worth one point, unless stated otherwise. Right. Or if I just make it up. (laughs) (laughs) Like I do. So keep up. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Rightio. First question. What is the lowest position on the ladder Geelong have finished in their history in AFL? I'm going to go Jack. 12th. Correct. Yes. That's a good guess. Fucking 12th. Yeah, I know. That's pretty good to never bottom out. Like, yep. In their whole career. In their whole. I guess back in the day, it was only like eight teams. Yeah. But, like, even in the last however many years. Even in the last like 25 years. Yeah, so not going to be like 12th. Hopefully they do it this year. Yeah, man. I hope so. Well, someone tipped him to finish 14th or something this year. It's quite surprised by that. Right. Question two. We might go closest to the pin, but we'll see. What is the highest test team score in one innings by team? Obviously, I said team. Jack. I'm going to go with 1,061. Um, I'm going to go with like 840. Are we testing you with your math skills here? Yeah, <laughs> right in between, obviously. <laughs> it is pretty much bang on in between. So, Cody, you're 112 off. It was 952. What did you say? 1061. Yeah. So that's 109 off. So, Jack. Oh, <laughs> shit, fuck. His teeth. Huge. Righto. What was it? Bo- six for 952. Declared. Who was it? Bonus point. Oh, okay. If you can tell me who the team was and who they did it against. And I'm telling you now, do not think cellar dweller teams. Do not think cellar dweller. Do not think cellar dweller teams. I'm going to go South Africa versus New Zealand. Incorrect. I'm going to go South Africa versus West Indies. Incorrect. So Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Versus India. I was going to say India is one of them. Sri Lanka. Jaya Sarir made 340. <laughs> Some Mahanama made 225 and De Silva made 126. Uh, and one of the bowling performances from Chohan was one for 276. <laughs> How many days did they bat for? They batted for three days. Sri Lanka at one point were one for 39 in that chase. The next wicket was two for 600. <laughs> <laughs> they put on 576 for the second wicket. That's crook. 
So uh, we got Jack two zip. That's a long day in the field, isn't oh, it? Or one long three, three days, days in the field. field. Where Imagine was it that at? first wicket? You go, geez, we're on here. Yeah, one for thirty nine. We could make it. Where was it at? Uh, I think it was. I think it was in Sri Lanka. I think it might have been at Colombo. So it would have been humid as oh, fuck. It would have been hot as balls. <laughs> Righto. Question uh, three: How many Olympic gold medals did Ian Thorpe win? Cody. Wow, uh, Correct. <sighs> I reckon we probably had that question before. I think oh, I, I think I actually think very, I had that. It was one of my good very, questions. Very, very early. Probably days. about fifty ago. <laughs> That's fair. All out. Fifty is probably the gap. Question four. Most points in an NBA game this season by one player. Cody. I think someone dropped sixty. I don't know who it was. God, if it's been in the last week, then I've probably missed it. So no. <laughs> Jack, I'm gonna go Joel Embiid. Uh, how many points are you going? 48. No, Actually, didn't – did Levine drop 50 at the start yeah, of the year? Levine did drop 50, but it's not him. It's not. Oh. Are we picking the player or the score? If what? you can get one of them, I'll be happy. 55. Incorrect. I've got no idea here. I've gone blank. 56. Incorrect. Was it Jason Tatum? It is not Jason Tatum. I think it might have been pretty early. In, in like the first five games. Was it Jokic? It wasn't. Luka Doncic? No. It slow down. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of players, but. I'll go one more and then I'm giving up. Yep, righto. One more each. Steph Curry? No, incorrect. Did you say Tatum before or not? Yeah. Right. Fucking Jalen Brown. Incorrect. It was Giannis with 54. Oh. Yeah, right. Righto. 2 1 Ooh. still. That's a good question. Question, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> question five. Three teams have won 16 AFL premierships, Carlton, the Dons, and the Pies. There are also three teams that have won 13. Who are they? Jack. Hawthorne, Richmond, Geelong. Ooh, I'm not going to give you a point because Geelong's wrong. Hawthorne, Richmond, and you say 13. Hawthorne, Richmond, and Melbourne? Correct. Oh, no. Twos. Twos all around. Yep, whatever. On to the next one. Now, I've sort of had to change this one around because um, it was a bit of a story on SC. Yeah. <laughs> Min Woo Lee won the Australian PGA Championship with what final score? Jack, 27 under? Incorrect. We'll go closest. Um, I'm going to say 19 under. Give it to Cody. It was 20. Ooh. Three two. Here Jeez. we go. Come, Come back, on, Cody. Back. Come back. Come on, Woo! Cody. Nervous panic stations. <laughs> Question seven. How many games did it take for Erling Haaland to score his fifty goals in the EPL? Cody. Is it overall fifty goals? Oh, you kicked fifty goals the other day and it was, oh, like, dang, it was yeah. the fastest. Um thirty four. I'm gonna go with fifty two. I will go closest to the pin. It was 48. So. Yes. Three all. Question eight. <laughs> Who is the favorite to win the NBA championship? Cody. Denver. Incorrect. Jack, Boston Celtics. Correct. Hello. What a crap yep. shit. Yep. The Cody's Den- market's way better. Denver. Oh, did you check this market like five minutes ago? Literally, yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking dog. <laughs> Denver are five bucks. Boston are $4.50. Oh, that's fucking crook. We'd love to see it. I think it's 4 3. Jack's way. It is. Question it's too many in throwing you. Mm, it is. It's a good quiz, I told you. <laughs> Question nine. 
I might just go till you get this. Last team to win the Super Bowl without dropping a regular season game. Jack Miami Dolphins. Oh, bang. 1972. Oh, my God. There you go. That was a bit too easy. Right, eh? Is that a bonus? No. Nah. Nah. Should have been, but I'm not going. Fair enough. Is this last question? This is the last question. Is it worth three? Uh, it's worth five if you can get it. Okay. With this, but I don't think you will. Question 10. Who am I? Five For five points. <laughs> Born 19th of July, 1985 in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. What did you say, 1985? Correct. Jack. I'm going to say Jason Kidd. Uh, no, he'd be about 50, so. Uh, fuck. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> he would he'd also be, like, be about he'd be like 60. like 60, I reckon, but <laughs> not bad. For four points, I began my NBA career in 2006 after two years playing at collegiate level for the Texas Longhorns. Jack. Can we go JJ Reddick? Incorrect. He didn't play for Texas Longhorns. Is it KD? Incorrect. But good. I like he the played K- for Longhorns. He played for the Longhorns. Yeah. He's about the only like yeah, genuine superstar. Three points. I was drafted by the Chicago Bulls with the second pick and was immediately traded to Portland for Tyrus Thomas and Victor Kriapa. Drafted by the Bulls. Jack. Traded to Portland. Cl- Clyde Drexler? Oh, come on. <laughs> I've got no <laughs> idea. Dude, yeah. 2006. Clark Drexel was playing in the 80s. Oh, that was, I was just thinking, that was Paris. That was a Hickford guess. That's, that always, was. that's always as bad as Corey guessing Shane Warne played for Queensland. Oh. Yeah, that's right up there. Um, you just go, <laughs> you know, you just start thinking about names. Yeah. Uh, uh, not bad. Can you read it again? Yeah. All right. I was drafted by the Chicago Bulls with the second pick and was immediately traded to Portland for Tyrus Thomas and Victor Kriapa. Um, fuck, what was his name? It's a big, is it Greg Oden? Oh, it is not Greg oh, Oden. Oh, yes. It is not Greg Oden. So I think oh, Kojak. Jack. He was the pick one, wasn't he? No, nah, I'm not giving you another one. Right, fair two enough. Points. Fair enough. For two points. For Cody, for the draw, for a super quiz. I played. Jack. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge. Ah, he's going bang. Ah, <laughs> huge. <laughs> Finally saved myself there. I don't know if I deserve it after saying Clyde Drexler. I, <laughs> I don't think you deserve it. I, I, just be thought, oh yeah, I just forgot about the age and the, everything. I just went Portland. I'm like, oh, he's going to go something obscure here. I was nowhere near it. For two points, it was I played nine seasons at Portland, seven seasons at San Antonio, and retired at the Brooklyn Nets and playing one season there. Seven at the Spurs. Yeah, I, I was shocked yeah, as right. well. One point, I was a seven-time All-Star and was selected to uh, five All NBA teams as a power forward center. I am Lamarcus Aldridge. Wait, good mid range. Yeah, very good. Very it was, good. was very good. Him and him and Lillard in Portland together were very good without being um, dollar. Uh, you know, couldn't get past LeBron. In the East, so <laughs> bad luck <laughs> when no one could. Yeah. All right, uh, another great quiz. Mm. Another great episode. Thanks for joining me, boys. Thanks for having me. Anytime, champion. <laughs>